Hello, my name is Kelly Bramblett and I am a trauma support coach and spiritual mentor who works with people from all over the world who are struggling with unresolved wounding. I do this by gently guiding them to healing, peace, and self-love through my one-on-one coaching. In addition to this, I also write a weekly spiritually based blog and I'm the host of Kelly Bramblett's High Vibe Podcast, which can be heard on all major streaming platforms. My mission is to help spread a message of hope to the hopeless and inspire others to heal the collective by first healing themselves. I am a fully certified general life coach, trauma care specialist, law of attraction practitioner, EFT practitioner, and a level three Usui Reiki master teacher. My first book, Alchemy of the Phoenix, From the Ashes of Trauma to the Light of Love, was released July 1st, 2020, and continues to offer further support for trauma survivors worldwide. You can learn more about my work by visiting my website at www.kellybramblett.com. Hello, 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 and thank you for joining me for this week's High Vibe podcast episode. Today, I'm going to be talking with you guys a little bit about getting acquainted with the ego and all of the ways that that helps to benefit us in our personal development and spiritual development goals. So I'm going to take a quick break and I'll be back to dive right into this important topic. Welcome, welcome back. So like I said, today we're going to be focusing on the ego, but even more so, we're going to be talking about how to build a healthy relationship with your ego so that you can actually work with your ego instead of pretty much against it. There is a somewhat toxic narrative happening in the mainstream of spirituality right now where there's a lot of emphasis on ego death and wanting to kill off the ego. And nothing to me, this is such a silly concept because what's the point of having a human experience if we aren't um, working with our ego. Our ego offers us so many wonderful tools for growing, for deeper understanding of self. It invites us into deeper self-love and self-acceptance. So this idea that we want to somehow get rid of the ego is just so silly. And it's also impossible to do. Of course, we can get to a point where we are able to easily identify the voice of ego from a broader perspective and work from that space. But as long as you're in a human body, you will never experience a true death of ego. And it's silly to even want to. So this episode is really focused on how to build a healthy relationship with the ego as opposed to trying to kill off or not even acknowledge your ego at all. So there's many different ways that we may experience our ego. And when I say this, I mean we might experience it through the energy of anger, jealousy, competitiveness, victim mentality, just to name a few. But at the root of all of the ways that we may experience our ego lies fear. This can be witnessed right now in the collective as we see so much divisiveness. And while it seems like people are just downright cruel and uncaring and some of the things that we're witnessing being said and the anger and the divisiveness, the truth is when you peel away all the the layers of anger, it all comes back to fear. 
fear of the unknown, exhaustion, of course, from being almost two years into this pandemic and all the ways that it's affecting our lives on many, many levels, which also all comes back to fear. A lot of people are experiencing loss on all levels or they're fearing loss. There's just a lot tied in. So how we're seeing this manifested in the collective is through a lot of divisiveness, anger, cruelness, lack of empathy or sympathy for one another, closed-mindedness, being rigid. These are all ways we're seeing it manifested. And the same is true when we look at it on a personal level. And these are all the different ways that ego may express itself. But like I said, at the root of this, there's always fear. I'll be sharing with you a little bit later on three easy steps that you can take to soothe the ego and move out of that place of fear, regardless of how it's being expressed. The true goal in building a relationship with your ego, as I said, is not to kill off the ego, but more so is to integrate the ego through your love and acceptance. The ego is very much an aspect of the human condition and part of our humanity, which is why it deserves to be loved. We need to get to a place where we can love all aspects of ourselves, and not just the aspects that we deem as being lovable. So because of the way the ego will often express itself so many times, we feel shame around how, how that's showing up. And that's why this work really does invite us into deeper self-love and self-acceptance. A really easy trick that I've shared many times in other platforms and across all of my work, basically, to start to begin to build this relationship with your ego is to actually begin to see it as its own entity and aspect within yourself. So naming your ego is a really great tool to help create that separation and identity. Because when our ego is manifesting in some type of way, be it through anger, resentment, jealousy, competitiveness, some of that stuff I named earlier, we tend to be highly identified. So we will think I'm, I am jealous, I'm competitive, I am mad, all of these things. And whenever we phrase anything I am and follow it up with that, we're kind of declaring that we've identified with that. I mean, even with our emotions, a much more empowering way to describe how you're feeling is I am feeling sad. I am feeling mad rather than I am angry. I am sad because just in that quick shift in wording, we also create a huge shift in the energetics behind it. And when we're working with the ego, the same is true. So we don't want to be overly identified with the ego. We want to get to a point where we're viewing and observing our ego from a non-judgmental perspective, excuse me, from our highest perspective. And we want to do so through an energy of love and acceptance as well and honoring those aspects of ourself and also with curiosity. Because like I said, our ego offers us so many tools and insights that help us to grow and actually be better people through this process. I've named my ego Mildred and we have multiple talks every day. I acknowledge her, I hear her, I send her love when needed, but this helps me to not identify with those emotions showing up. So if you've never tried this before, it can feel silly at first, granted, but stepping outside of your comfort zone is often a really good thing. So even if it feels a little silly, give it a try and begin having just conversations with your ego. So often in this work, I get asked, how can I tell the difference between the voice of my ego and the voice of my intuition? And learning how to not identify and also learning how to identify the voice of your ego. So we don't want to identify with it, but we do want to identify it so that we understand when it's the voice of our ego speaking as opposed to the voice of our intuition is key. And this little tool really helps along that journey because you begin to recognize the types of narratives 
that your ego may regularly have, the patterns, the things that are going to trigger your ego, just the overall tone, having this two-way conversation and speaking to your ego as if it's its own separate entity within yourself will begin to bring clarity on all of these things. So you'll know quicker and quicker. So you'll know more quickly when you're listening to ego and when you're listening to your higher self. And with all relationships, this just takes time to build. It's not going to happen overnight. If you name your ego right now, pause this, for example, come up with a name, start having this dialogue. You're not instantly going to be able to recognize this voice. It's going to be quiet at first. Your ego may be shy to speak up all these different things. So it takes time. And this is why doing this work also brings us into this beautiful place of deepening our awareness of all aspects within ourselves. So once you've begun to build this relationship and you've identified your ego through naming it, when you do feel that your ego has been triggered, when you notice that there are three easy steps that you can take to soothe and calm the ego. So just like most of us living in this world, the ego wants to be truly seen and heard and acknowledged. It doesn't want to be devalidated. It's no different than really us, right? When we have a really important message to share, or we feel like we may be in danger, for example, we want to be heard. But there's something about the human experience that calls us into this desire of being truly seen and heard and accepted, right? We want to be accepted in our authentic truth as we stand in that space. And the ego is no different as the ego is just an extension of ourselves in this human form. So the first step is to acknowledge the ego with love and acceptance, hearing the ego out. So for example, if you catch your ego feeling competitive or stuck in comparison, this is a really big one, comparing yourself to others, either not feeling good enough, or sometimes the ego will also inflate things to make us feel as if we're better than someone doing a better job, all of these things. So it can go either way. We might compare ourselves and feel that we aren't as good or that ego might have us um, really kind of, you know how they say, have you, you have way too big of a head or you're getting a little too big for your britches or, you know, that big head syndrome where we're judging people against ourselves and deciding that we are better for some reason. So these are both narratives of the ego, but let's say this shows up. The first thing you want to do is not feel ashamed for having this emotion, this totally normal emotion and reaction showing up as part of our human experience. So that's where the love and acceptance aspects come in. We never want to judge what shows up. Um, We want to just acknowledge it and say, okay, and we want to acknowledge it with like a curiosity of wanting to understand why. It's always about the why with everything. Have you ever been around a child? Children are the best at this. And they ask question after question, but they'll ask a question you know, why is the sky blue? And you'll give them an answer, but why, but why? Like children are so inquisitive and curious. So we want to kind of get to that childlike curiosity where we continue to ask why. So in acknowledging the ego with love, we want to acknowledge the fact that the ego is feeling some certain way for some certain reason. And we want to do it without judging ourselves for having that within ourselves. And we don't, because the judgment is what will cause us to either feel less than or to get that big head big head syndrome I was talking about. Once you've acknowledged the voice of ego and you said, okay, like in my situation, okay, Mildred, I hear you. 
I hear that you're feeling insecure about something and it's causing you to compare us to someone else. So we kind of want to identify in that narrative as we begin that conversation and get as clear as possible. Like I understand that this is happening and I understand that this is maybe the reason why this is happening. And even if we don't know the reason, like, okay, I acknowledge that this is showing up. The second part of this in this three-step process is then to ask the ego, what is it afraid of? So in this scenario, I might would say, Mildred, what is it that you're so afraid of that's causing you to compare us to someone else? And then you just kind of listen and see what's showing up. Because like I said, no matter what, even if it you're triggered and that triggering showed up as being angry, it's likely that if it's from the ego, which it usually is when we're dealing with triggering, that there's a fear-based subconscious narrative happening behind the scenes that you aren't aware of. So you want to dig that out by then exploring, like I said, the why. Why are you so afraid and what are you afraid of? So just going along with this example, Mildred might tell me, I am afraid that we will never be seen. I'm afraid that I'll never have these things that this person has that I deeply want for myself as well. Um, And these are just examples, but you would continue on with the sign of questioning of why and digging out the deeper um, meaning and energy behind whatever's showing up in the form of the voice of your ego. Step three is then to, once you've gotten clarity on this, then you can reassure your ego with love. So for me, using this example, I've kind of used, I might would say, Mildred, I understand that you feel like somebody else has something that you want and that makes you feel like you may never have that in a fearful way. You're afraid that may never come to you. And then I might tell myself things like what's meant to me for me will always find me. The universe is always conspiring in our favor, Mildred. You don't have to worry. We don't have to push. We can just simply allow. So we kind of reassure our ego of why that fear isn't necessarily valid and why it's okay to release that fear. So once we do this reassurance, phase of this process, the ego soothes, calms down, quiets down. You may even tell your ego, like, it's okay for you to rest now. Just relax. I've got this handled. I'm taking care of us. We don't have to be afraid. Different things are going to show up. I've just used kind of one example. So this will look differently, but you can follow these three steps, no matter how the ego is presenting itself, to quiet the ego, to bring you in to the perspective in alignment, I should say, with the perspective of your highest self, your broadest perspective, you would say, and make clear decisions from that space that are always based from the energy of love. So I hope that this short little podcast and three-step process has inspired you to begin working more closely with your ego and give this a try. Let me know what you think. I'd love to hear you guys' feedback when you hear these things. So definitely reach out to me. Let me know how this worked for you. Let me know what you think about this episode. And as always, thank you so much for joining me today. And I'm sending out so much love to each and every one of you.